0: When God was queer...
1: she's just clapping we can't even clap can't together clap. so that? that's fine I'm Dakota there are other people here introduce yourselves
0: <laughs> I thought you we're gonna skip our intros because we're too no. bad <laughs> no. I need listen. I'm Dakota and there are some other people here anyway we won't speak of them
1: no. no 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 I listen I talk too much every episode I need every opportunity
0: I
2: can for you fuckers to say something okay <laughs> even hey, just your
0: names that's Vince
2: it is, and that's Daphne.
0: It is. And we're, <laughs> and we're Vincent Daphne. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Weeknights at seven
0: on ABC. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i want to I, I really want to shout out back to the person who left a comment review that actually shouted out dvd because i feel like we have oh, yeah. not mentioned dvd since like episode we two that was a fucking promising thing and I, I forgot we left
1: it to die on the side of the road i just I don't forgot know what it, happened. that that was
0: a <laughs> thing anyway yeah. we are dvd
1: what was the joke that I made? I I, yeah, it was like about, outdated.
0: Like, and. Like, yeah, we're
1: slowly becoming obsolete and staring down the barrel of the void. OK,
0: everybody, good night. Like, I don't
1: know, it was something stupid. There was a whole And bit, sometimes but... we
2: hit the corner of the screen, you know? Yeah, like we're bouncing you, around. We're bouncing but sometimes around. we're a bow right in the corner.
1: And speaking of flying around, uh, we're gonna talk about Hermes today. Wow,
0: that was a good that was a good transition.
1: That I, was good. literally that was every suck. week I do it, and you guys are still surprised. I just it love doesn't. It. I can do it with anything. It's, it's compulsive. A that nobody wants. I've told you before. I'm aware of if X Men are a thing. I know what I'm gonna be. My mutant ability is gonna be horrible. I know what I would want, I and then it. I know what I would actually get. <laughs> it's, I'm, Great now
0: transitions. I'm, I like it. I think it works. That was
1: literally the keystone moment of how I was able to get over being upset that X Men weren't real when I was like an adolescent Aww. growing into an adult. Was oh my god, I wish they were real. And then it really was sitting down and thinking genuinely, what would I get? Then it was like, you know what? I'm glad they're not real. I don't want I'm glad that. They're not real. <laughs>
2: So, anyway, so today
1: we're going to be talking about Hermes. Let's so, go. we're really awesome. excited about this. Uh, we're going to start out with Origins. And this is kind of a choose your own adventure. So, we'll choose your own adventure. Ooh. So, he is either the son of Zeus and Maya. Maya is one of the Pleiades. We mentioned her in the M4 episode. He's the son of Zeus alone, which is an option. <laughs> uh, or he's the son of Dionysus and Aphrodite. What? Oh. Huh. Which is another common telling. It's it's not even that uncommon. It's kind of like a thing. There's I feel like, there's this yeah. long-standing oh. thing we'll get into later about how, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because I don't want to ruin anything for our initial impressions moment. Don't that ruin we anything. do. So let's go back to that. Like what what's your first impressions about Hermes? What are your thoughts coming into this episode? We already he, did the M4 episode, so everybody I think has a little bit of an inkling.
0: He's definitely yeah. like a, a hometown favorite, like from mm. from way back, because he's wacky and fun and sort of like talks. You know, he like he's a talker and he's over the top and and he flies around and like the, what's not to like? He just I, I feel like if we're talking about like what our early impressions of these characters, like I feel like I feel like oh, he's yeah. one of the coolest. Like he just seems like the coolest he's the herald like who doesn't want to be the yeah. he's like the fucking storyteller that's awesome
2: oh for sure i also think he like i don't know if i knew this from reading stories but i just got maybe it's the way that the authors were writing what they were writing but like i definitely got the impression that he liked us yes like, human for sure um like i and like he didn't even seem so much like an olympian in the sense that he was far away and like kind of unattainable to like think about as, like, some of the other Olympians when I was younger, whereas, like, Hermes kind of felt like he was, like, right there. Like, I don't know. I've seen people tweet about this, so I'm I, and, like, it's really making me happy that other people are having this experience. But, like, being in a car and then looking out the window and having, like, an imaginary friend that was, like, sprinting yeah. along the car yeah, yeah. or, like, on the elect- on, like, the the uh, Electrical, electrical wire next to you, yeah. I didn't know other people did that, and it made me really happy to know that that was the case. I always pictured, like, a Hermes-like figure mm. always just kind of around when I was in the car, entertaining me, because, like, of course that's what Hermes would be doing. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I've always just, like, that's always kind of been, like, uh, how I thought of Hermes. Um, and now I actually, like, light candles for Hermes on Wednesday. So it's, like, awesome. I feel like in terms of moving away, like, I think I liked him initially a lot for the trickster, like, fun part of it. And then, as I got older, really kind of appreciating just like the idea of the dominion of mind, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. like what like that's helped me a lot, kind of deal with my own uh, kind of in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, out of all of the episodes so far, I think this was the episode when I was writing the script that I was like, "This is a Vince episode. This <laughs> oh, yeah. is like this is Vince's territory <laughs> this is, this is for sure." Yeah. One of the things that I think you're gonna love, Vince, is that. <laughs> Hermes hails back to brace yourself everyone Mycenaean Greece oh. here we go <laughs>
0: <laughs> where he was
1: always depicted and this is one of the things that I love about him he was always depicted alongside like a whole group of goddesses and they <laughs> change and this pattern remained a constant throughout his worship into like classical and hellenic Greece Which means that his worship almost always took place within temples and sanctuaries that were dedicated to goddesses. Primarily among them, Hera, Demeter, Hecate, and Despina were the ones where you'd find, like, statues of him and things going on. He didn't really have his own temples. As far as we know, in ancient Greece, there were three temples to him in Arcadia. Because that was supposed to be, like, the place of his birth. But, like, not in Athens. Not, like, really anywhere else. He was constantly present because as we're going to talk about the Herms that he's sort of, that are either named after him or he's named after yeah. are these something akin to what we would call like a mile marker today mm-hmm. and there are these like stones that were used to sort of like be a guide on the road mm-hmm. and all of those were sacred to him so mm-hmm. he doesn't so necessarily cool. like need yeah, a temple because like so he's common. also mm-hmm. the main god of the Agora which is the marketplace so the marketplace itself was kind of sacred to him and everything that went on there was like under his blessing you know
2: that's so cool like the like it's again like reinforcing like his closeness to us i think Mm -hmm. like the mile marker being a very common thing that's like both utility and like uh holy and like the marketplace also being like utility and holy too like it's like something useful you know yeah Um, it's it's the fact that it's something incredibly mundane that's also
1: sacred you know and I think there is something to be said, not to jump too far ahead, but about the sort of almost congenial nature that Mercury had with humans in a sort of almost, not lateral way, but in an almost sort of camaraderie kind of way. Mm -hmm. There's really no myths that you see where, like, Hermes, like, pulls rank, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's just not going to. He's real chill. He's definitely the, for, you know, plan where words, the torchbearer of the Promethean legacy. He's, yeah. like, loves humans, loves to be around humans. Yeah. You know, his job really suits him because he doesn't have to, like, just stay up in Hang Olympus. Hang out in Olympus, yeah. Yeah, and also he doesn't have to sit still, which we'll get to right. as well. So, <laughs> so what what is Hermes the god of? Give me everything you can think of that you think Whew. Hermes is the god of.
0: Um, like, I mean, like, interactions? Like, deals? Like, like is it, hmm. like... Okay. Or, like, what... what like, I, meetings? I, me, yeah, I feel it like it's, is. like... I mean communication, like yeah, all of like I'm just thinking of kinds of communication, like
2: I'm like yeah. I was getting, My first thing was lying, messages, stealing. like yeah. Okay. Um, traveling
0: and travelers, yeah, money so, to exchange some degree because of the exchange. marketplace. Yes. it's all okay. kind of the same. It's like inter exchange, all different forms communication of communication and like messages. Yeah.
2: And, like, and, Because I feel like even with lying, that's like a a part of it, though. It's like it's like a yeah, it's an idea of language, like a a way of language being used. Also a way that you
0: communicate, even though it's veiled or like more sinister.
2: Yeah. And one of the reasons to learn someone else's language primarily back then was through trade. Right. And like travel. Uh, which is like another cool kind of like interweaving of all the things that he's like he's in charge of. Well, he's also For a psycho. Sure.
0: He's also a psychopomp, so that's like another he's interaction between yes, he is. worlds. It's like shepherds, yeah,
2: and which I guess is like kind of like guiding people on their paths, right. um, Which is what you do it's, when you communicate is like guiding them to an idea. Oh yeah, ideas, ideas. Oh. <laughs> right.
0: So it's like physical movement and also like intellectual movement, like or communication. Yeah, it's cool. Con artists um i feel like all these things are like similar like they like are circling the same thing though
2: yeah pirates i don't know yeah (laughs) um
1: so are we ready purview and domain
0: purview and domain
1: you better buckle up bitch here we go so (laughs) hermes was herald and messenger of the gods God of herds and flocks, travelers and hospitality, roads and trade, <laughs> thievery and cunning, heralds and diplomacy, language and writing, athletic contests and gymnasiums. Oh, I forgot oh. About that. And astronomy and astrology. Oh, cool. Oh. Um, I do not know at all.
0: He is the Wait gran- a minute. He
1: is the grandson of Atlas. So I'm going to get into this a little bit later. But basically, mm. Hermes was the first god that merged the two. Of astronomy and astrology, God. and so it was kind of this like innovative thing.
2: Because I was going to ask, because I remember in our, one of our early episodes we talked about like a uh, 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 Astra or uh-huh. Astar or something, who's like the goddess of astronomy, I thought, or astrology.
1: So there's the primordial the gods, and there's yeah. the Titans, who sort of are the th- the fact that the thing is there and that it moves oh, with okay. harmony and isn't colliding. Right, and then there are the further down gods who usually are the ones that give the study of that thing to humanity. Gotcha. And then there's even further down sometimes an Olympian god who's like, and here's what you do with it. Mm, I, you know what I mean? And like, here's what's oh. what's possible. It becomes more know?
0: interactive rather than just like a concept or That's like a right. an existing really useful thing. way of thinking about it. Yeah, and then yeah. more interacting, like accessible to humans
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely hermes is the god of the mind and its capabilities he was said to measure out the intelligence granted to each human he was the protector of travelers and the punisher of all who would refuse to aid a traveler in distress awesome Mm. hermes also presided over and enforced the laws of hospitality alongside zeus
2: Hmm. Check that. so there's a
1: lot of stories <laughs> where hermes and zeus we, we usually think of zeus but hermes did it just as much where he would travel in disguise and test to see if somebody would be hospitable sidebar <laughs> apparently hermes Poseidon, and zeus did this one time together
0: Five. uh
1: they were disguised as travelers and tested the hospice the hospitality of a man named lord hyrius and he was exceedingly generous and kind to the three strangers so they blessed him with a wish after like the ruse you know like they all kind of revealed like oh yeah we're gods like you did a great job you passed the test what do you want and he was like i've literally been praying for years for a son like please give me a son like i don't have any children my wife is sick like i need a son and they're like okay cool so the three gods pissed all over a the hide of a cow buried it and then out of the earth was born the giant orion oh wow. yeah that's the birth story of orion
0: I feel like they were just oh. drunk.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were like, yes, yeah, oh yes, 100%. So
0: give you a sign. Just give me that. Just give me that. Hide over there. Like this is something we made up. I feel like, like this was like Terrible. we've never yeah, done okay, it this way yeah.
1: before, but <laughs> we could do that. Uh, it just kind of like looks around they and then make them. something <laughs>
0: up.
1: Hermes like snatches up the cowskin rug and it's like I got a cowskin. I don't. what do you? <laughs> yeah,
2: Hermes is definitely like the the pissing Calvin.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also I also just feel like one of them was just already pissing, and so they did that to, to pull Nap-tune. it off. Yeah. They were like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is—he's just starting the magic, he's like he's the
2: ground, with the water.
0: Yeah, I'm making
1: water, bitch.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> totally I have like to join him to make it seem legit. <laughs> right. Oh my god.
2: Um, and Zeus is probably like, yeah, of course he's gonna want this to be a giant, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he obviously. He doesn't want a the,
0: want normal baby? <laughs> Who doesn't?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Mer- Hermes was also the god of commerce and was the god of wealth through gain and riches especially unexpected windfalls. Huh. He was Gail the god late. of luck and so was also the <laughs> god of gambling. Oh. And sort of how all these things play into each other, right? Yeah. He's the god of searchers and presided over efforts to locate lost people, herds, objects, oh. anything like that. He's the psychopomp of the ancient Greek world and the trickster among the gods. And is the inventor of the lyre, the syrinx, the alphabet, numbers, astronomy, music, the art of fighting, gymnastics, the cultivation of the olive tree. Because apparently, (laughs) Athena... Who thought she was real cute putting a saddle on that fucking wild horse to ate three people when they were deciding who was gonna own Athens, remember? Yeah. Apparently she didn't teach them how to actually cultivate them and like make things out of it. So then wow. Hermes had to teach them like the culture of the olive and like yeah. everything that was Hilarious. possible. Wow, he was busy. Oh, I'm not done. He also invented measures and weights. <laughs>
2: just,
1: <laughs> just so you know. Sure. Now, how does Hermes look to you?
0: I mean, like, clothes wise, like the he has like winged shoes right or winged ankles
1: like yeah but how does he look though young old
0: i feel like i imagine him relatively young yeah i imagine him pretty young i think uh and like tall and thin and like you know athletic i guess okay i don't imagine him with facial hair really okay hat kind of like a drapey drapey situation. I mean, I guess everyone has a drapey situation. It's it's <laughs>
2: grease, <laughs> but like a drapier
0: situation, like you okay. know,
2: like an extra scarf,
0: like a scarf, yeah, yeah like yeah, like he's no, running I, really yeah, fast no, I, and it's kind of like billowing. Like there's a whole thing. Yeah, no, I dig that. Yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Okay. No, I I think um I always. I think I've always thought of him as just like the deaf, like the physical manifestation of ambiguous. Like Mm. I, I don't think there's a consistent skin tone that I give him. There's not a consistent age. Like sometimes he's young. Sometimes he's old. He's like that face where it's like, I can't tell if you're forty or nineteen. Totally, that mm. I get what you're uh, saying too. And like because of the big hat, I always imagine that like you mostly can't see can't his eyes. Can't quite see his face but He's always well. kind of grinning. Yeah. Uh, like you're catching like a flash of his grin. <laughs> you went like uh, this, and immediately
1: my head went to the V for Vendetta mask, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's appropriate." That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, also
2: appropriate. Yeah. It was the
1: patron god of uh, Anonymous. Oh, I don't know, Hermes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. the the hat. Um, sometimes not even wearing it, just having it on the back. I definitely picture a scarf, um, wanted, because I feel like he would want something that moves when he moves, like, just for fun. It's, like, dramatic. Um, I always picture him wearing, being a little bit more colorful than the other gods. Uh, even if it's, like, in pale, like, extra color, it's just, like, wearing something a little bit more colorful. But also because he goes to the underworld, I imagine, like, sometimes, like, it, like, I imagine his clothes change color. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And maybe um, the scarf becomes like more
0: like a cloak, like you know, you have to yeah. sort of wrap yourself more modestly or there's, something. I
1: feel like it's added, it's, it, it's appropriate to say there's sort of a Howl's Moving Castle wardrobe Version situation wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. happening yeah. where you can just you know kind of like pull something to the side and now it's a floor length cloak yeah. and then go the other way and it's like a diminutive little scarf. You know, well like, that makes yeah.
2: sense. Yeah, I mean, be, he's like adaptable. In, he's yeah.
0: just like adapting. yeah, he'd
2: be super into like tech wear if you yeah. were like oh out, yeah. Like, like a coat that's like a coat. And then it turns, it, you fold it and zips into zip a scarf. It, zip the part off, off and get <laughs> something yeah, else. Yeah. 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 And then it's a bag.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Does he have um, wings on his hat as well? Is he like covered in, I feel like he's covered in wings. Is it just the shoes or is it the hat too?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's actually the Caduceus has wings. And yes, right. Of and course. the hat has wings. He's covered sometimes, in wings. Because right? he has two hats. Yeah. He has two hats. He has two hats. He has. Oh, it's like a colors. hat and a helmet. Or is no, it... he has a traveler's hat and then yes, he has a winged helmet.
0: That's okay, that's what I thought. And he's got oh, the and he's okay. got the
1: winged sandals. It's
0: all kinds of wings. Yeah. He has to move really fast. He's so organized. Gotta get through yeah. on time. Got passages yeah. to deliver, got messages go to tell fast. people.
1: <laughs> Got to stir up some shit. Get I out of there before the ship The scarf off, is like, you know, he's, like, like
0: a, he's like a human windsock. The scarf is like, you can, <laughs> you can see how fast he's moving. And like, which
1: direction.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like which way going. Yeah. That's the only way you can see him when he's moving. It's is just like the, the fluttering the scarf.
0: scarf.
1: Yeah, When he goes flying by a mortal, all they hear is a flapping scarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So he was depicted classically uh, two ways. A handsome, athletic, beardless youth and quite androgynous. Like, that's a defining factor. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into this later, but, like, the reason that we grouped these three together, Aries, Aphrodite, and Hermes, is because to the ancient Greek mind, they essentially were gender. You had Ares, who was the embodiment of masculinity, Aphrodite, who was the embodiment of femininity, and you had Hermes, who was the embodiment of androgyny. And that is not something we just made up. That's historically attested. Yeah. And, in fact, we'll go over this in a little bit. But Hermes started out as, like, a virile, phallic god. And no. then literally, as time went on, became more and, more and more and more and more androgynous. To where there are depictions of him in, like, the latest parts of sort of, like, Hellenic Greek, where he's seemingly genderless. I mean, like, genuinely is hard to distinguish. Yeah, And this really bears itself out in a lot of his children, which we'll get into as well. So that is the more, if you want to say modern and at least familiar to us in a modern context and latest in the timeline depiction, earlier depictions were, first of all, he's a pile of rocks. He's a Herm. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And then that got refined into
1: sculptures that were essentially like a tall sort of like pillar, which had like his head on it. And then like about halfway down a giant dick.
2: Yep. Um, Wow.
1: Which, like, in festivals, like, women, like, looking for a husband would, like, lay a wreath on the sculpture. Not sure where, you know. You could play (laughs) horseshoes or something. I don't know. Horseshoes. Yeah. But he then became sort of fully personified, like, as a person. Remember how we were talking about how, like, Ares was meant to look just like the the average soldier? Yeah. He was supposed to look like the archetypal traveler. So he was an older bearded man who had... A winged boots and a heralds wand, but always had on, like, the traveler's hat. And in some of the oldest depictions, he's riding on the back of a ram. Or he always has, like, livestock with him that he's clearly driving as, like, a shepherd. So that is depiction. Cool. He doesn't have a retinue because nobody can keep up with him, flat out. Like, that's just, no (laughs) one is constantly with him. He's in other people's retinues from time to time. Like, you know, (laughs) Zeus his attributes in iconology: we have the herma which i just talked about or herm a stone road marker which doubled as a small wayside shrine to the god a traveler's satchel the talaria which are the winged sandals the winged helmet the petasos, which was a hat worn by farmers and travelers that had like a it was circular and had like a really big brim yeah the caduceus which is a winged staff intertwined with two snakes copulating and carvings of the other gods so those are his traditional attributes Then we have sacred objects and preferred offerings and things like that. So, the ram, because he was usually depicted riding on the back of a large ram. The hare, hawk, rooster, tortoise, cattle, sheep, and goats, of course, and sacred to him were the crocus, the strawberry tree, the palm tree, incense, and the number four. And that is where the Romans got the idea of four being lucky, assigned it to Jupiter, spread far and wide, and that is why, when they got up to symbol, Northern like... Europe, it got to be a thing, which we still hold on to today, which is that a four-leaf clover is the luckiest one that you can find. Oh.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's... Yeah, because
2: the astrological symbol for Jupiter looks like a four.
1: Yes, but it's actually not necessarily a four because fours were not written that way. Oh.
2: We we write them that way now. Well, I was also thinking about like the uh, with the their that relationship thing when you were talking about gambling as one of the parts of the purview Uh Um, like that's ruled by Jupiter yeah and mercury both they're they're heavily related and then like the actual like kind of art and or skill of gambling to some degree and like the needing to be together for it to work yeah i think is is really interesting too. well
1: in astrology you basically have that like mercury and jupiter rule the same shit but mercury does it on a micro scale and jupiter does it on a macro scale so both of them have to do with like exchange Mm -hmm. but one has it to do with number one in a way that is immediate and another that is long-lasting. So, Mm. for example, Jupiter's defining feature in astrology is that it's the planet of expansion and Mm. growth, right? Whereas there's no real growth with Mercury, there's just movement. So the thing is is that you have basically both of them ruling the mind, intellect, ideas, and exchange, right? Travel, speech, you know, so many different things. But basically, the way that you have that with Mercury is... It's money changing hands, yes, but it's between friends or it's you paying Mm -hmm. your rent, right? Whereas with Jupiter, Jupiter. it's multinational corporations having a merger, right? Because (laughs) Jupiter is the one that rules the ideas that make up society, like philosophy, religion, politics, law that's all Jupiter. Whereas like the idea is that Mercury rules are like the book you're going to write, you know, in, ser- in terms of travel, it's your everyday travel. Mercury is called a lot of times like it rules cousins, the stuff of cousins, right? Not necessarily. So the things in your surroundings and how you interact with not always at home, but also not across the world from you. So cousins, right? right?
0: Can you remind me which ad- astrological signs are ruled by Jupiter? Sag and Pisces. Ah, so, makes, of today, course, it's you, in, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In modern astrology,
1: it's just Sag because Neptune rules yeah, Pisces. Yeah, but yeah, in that makes classical sense. astrology, but Sag it makes both. perfect sense. Which makes a lot of sense because Jupiter being the planet of expansion, you basically have the two sides of it. Because when you look at the classical, yeah. um, the classical planets, besides the sun and the moon, the lights of the zodiac, they only rule one sign. But if you look at Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, they all rule two signs before you have the new planets. And a lot of times they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. They just do it differently. Or there are two sides of a coin. Or they're two, two ends of a spectrum. Right. Because if you look at, like, Mars, Mars rules Aries and Scorpio. You have the two most intense signs in the whole zodiac.
0: Sense. Yeah,
1: Aries is 95% external. Outward.
0: Yeah. Scorpio
1: is 95% internal, right? And that internal external thing carries over with Jupiter because you basically have Sag, who's like always on some eat pray love journey, wants to learn every language, wants to go to every country, wants to try out every religion. Everything, yeah. And then you have Pisces, who like is halfway in this the last life (laughs) and halfway in the next life, and never gets off the couch, but is stuck having an existential crisis and astral projecting. You know, so they're both explorers, but in very different
0: ways. Right
1: and that was your astrology hour with Dakota. <laughs> no,
0: that was really helpful. Cause it connects, it connects yeah. everything. They all relate. Well, and There's so really... bringing it back
1: home to what we're talking about, Mercury, remember rules, Gemini and Virgo. Yeah. Both of them, the mind is so their different. stronghold yeah. of like, that's their seat of power. Yeah. Right. Totally. One seeks to travel and question and push yeah. boundaries. The other seeks to implement fortify and perpetuate boundaries.
0: So with all of these, you do kind of end up having the more external, the more outward, external maybe is the wrong word, but like the more outward version and then the more like internalized or inward version. Kind well,
1: you of. sort of have the active and the passive because well, the way yeah, you exactly. sort of
0: break it down is, if you think about it, it's really easy to
1: see. All of the air and fire signs are the sun side of the planets. Mm -hmm. And because remember, the sun and the moon only rule Leo and cancer, and they're the lights of the zodiac. Right. So if you think about it, there's a sun side and there's a moon side to Mm -hmm. each of the planets. So the active side is the fire and air sides. And then the passive side is the sides that are the earth and the water signs.
0: You can tell that everyone on this podcast is the active side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. We don't have one of those other ones.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: Uh, yeah. It'd be great to like, have
1: one of them as,
2: like, an editor,
1: you know? You yeah. Know? That, nice. It's, like, our assistant or
0: something. Yeah, <laughs> Right.
2: I think the thing with, uh, like, the way I like to think about Gemini and Virgo, too, is, like, Gemini might be just making ideas for the sake of, like for the act of making ideas mm. because it's like what happens and I feel like Virgo is dealing with ideas constantly popping up and they're creative in the way that they organize them yes uh like both in the space around them and just like the way that they think like interpreting um, data
0: like whatever comes their way instead of like yeah it's like yeah. they're
2: creatively able to organize yes in a way that, like, has to be mercurial or else it wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't work. Yeah. No, Um, for sure. And
1: I've actually explained in my class, like, in which school we literally, this past week was astrology. And one of the ways that I explained the two sides of the planets when I got to Mercury was I talked about the god Mercury and the god Hermes and how you can clearly see in his purview that you've got both sides
0: both sides for sure you've when got you're... virgo yeah. who's the
1: merchant and then you've got gemini who's the thief hermes isn't just androgynous hermes is also largely considered amoral like yeah. completely outside of it the yeah. trickster doesn't really care about your ideas of Morality good and evil. Doesn't... yeah you know like yeah structure is great until it gets boring you know like kind of does both <laughs> you know plays both sides of all of it and so, yeah, that's the really, the wild thing there. So let's talk lovers and children. Yeah. Um, there's, well, I did not name I all of know. them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Hermes fucking gets around. Okay. So, of course. I only did divine lovers. I didn't do
0: <laughs> mortal lovers because we Just would be here all forever. fucking
1: day. So we have um, Pathos. Do you guys remember Pathos? Goddess of Seduction, Persuasion, and Charm yep yeah <laughs> they make a great pair i would they think they sure yeah. do yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: um of course we can't forget aphrodite
2: yeah absolutely
1: um aphrodite of course came through and seduced him in her male form Aphroditis. aphroditus
2: aphroditus <laughs> ah, yeah.
1: and born of this union was hermaphroditus the patron yes. god and the embodiment of gender variance and androgyny in ancient greece we have Brimo, who is a thing. Primo's tough because Brimo is like actually the epithet of several different goddesses in their most vengeful form. Oh and that might be because it kind of seems... I know we all like really love Hermes, but Hermes also got rapey, which I hate yeah. to tell you. Yeah,
2: I know.
1: Um and it seems like That's he may have sad. he raped Brimo and then like brought the ire of this goddess, but also is like she is the essence of the ire of the goddesses oh. at different wow. times. It's yeah. There's a whole thing going on. That's cool. So um, you just kind
0: of like meld into her if you're like. I think. I don't. Yo, it's yeah.
2: like Lady Stoneheart from Game of Thrones. Like you, you become an avatar. Oh, in interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh, also one of his lovers
1: may have been Keone, but that's a weird one. Keone, remember, was the goddess of the snow.
0: Snow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but also there was a mortal named Keone. If he was a lover of Keone, the mortal, he's the grandfather of Odysseus. Oh. I also just really like the idea of him, like having a whole flirtation with the goddess of the snow. I don't know. I think it all
2: works. Why <laughs> not have both?
0: Let's go with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I could see it being, I could see it animated. Like Hermes is traveling and it's snowing. And he's oh, like, oh, that's so this? cute. And he meets yeah. It'd be really cute.
0: Oh, it's romantic. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We then have Hersey, Ibthimi, um, we have several others who are just like kind of very minor, you know, like they're a nymph or something like that. Mm-hmm. We then have Lara. Lara is a water nymph who informed Hera about one of Zeus's affairs. Apparently she, either oh. she couldn't lie or she was just like a yenta, I don't know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Zeus responded by cutting off her tongue oh. and condemning Whoa. her to the underworld. After oh, this point, she became she became known as Muta.
0: Oh my, really. Which is like (laughs) the
1: origin of the word.
0: mute. You can't hold him accountable at all. Just don't even try. Mm -mm. Uh, Hermes, obviously,
1: his role in this would be to carry her off to the underworld. Some of the stories say they fall in love. Some of the stories... Say that he raped her don't say rape again oh no i'm sorry <laughs>
0: it's greek mythology what do you expect either way they bore oh, twin no. gods
1: called the lares l-a-r-e-s which are the guardians of the crossroads and went on to become like incredibly important in roman religion huh. and he then hid her away in a cottage in the woods where zeus could not find her instead of taking her to the underworld now i'm taking that as evidence that maybe they fell in love yeah maybe not And right? that he cared enough about her to like give her a good life because his mom had to do the same thing. There's a reason that Maya lived in a cave because she had to say she couldn't be seen by Hera. Right. So oh, I feel right. like there's a whole thing there of him like trying to help her and being like, cool, you live in this fucking cottage, like these year woods, don't fucking leave them. Cause yeah. Zeus will kill you.
2: That also brings up like I wonder then for like when gods are having children. Hmm. Um, or the ones that, that like, end up with some kind of smaller purview, if they, like, uh, this is, like, a weird thought, if they have any idea of how they as Greek gods will be translated into the cultures that they're interacting with to become part of the Roman gods, in which case their children have an opportunity to, like, social mobility within god hierarchy, (laughs) I guess is what I'm talking about, as a result of immigrating into another culture huh. i think it's a thing
0: yeah that's interesting
2: because like the that like the lares <laughs> thing where they like end up in the like, like being even more important in next, like in the next yeah, one the yeah the next culture
1: yeah oh they don't matter at all to the greeks they're huge for the Romans because they're the spirits of place
0: but that's interesting mm. to think about like if they see that if there's like you know some perception of that and then using that to your advantage in some way mm-hmm. like, yeah like if her like if, like if, if anyone this culture knew is that, more into that kind right. of stuff then like who else might be like maybe i should go over here <laughs> like yeah
2: if anyone knew that, I feel like Hermes would. Yeah, yeah. totally. And like, and well, like, I mean, Jesus, kinda, he gets
1: around enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, he should and know. It's kind of like
2: <laughs> if a when a parent like maybe names their child something a little bit more culturally like responsive in the face of like moving to a new place uh, to give them a little bit more success in this culture as yeah. a result of leaving right. the past one. I could see that that would be interesting if that's like at play, and if I think if it was at play, like Hermes would definitely know how to do.
1: Yeah, One of his other lovers was Penelopeia, who's not Penelope. Right. Penelopeia, he made love to in the form of a goat.
2: Huh.
1: Sure, why not? Which is how we got Pan. Okay. Really?
2: I, so I have some questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, shoot.
2: Because theoretically, Arcadia is the birthplace of Pan as well, right? Right. Like the woods, the deep woods of Arcadia. Yep. And like, I've heard, like, uh, it was confusing. I was confused as to why, like, like them to think about them together um but i've seen so pan and hermes yeah um some stuff of them being like their which one came like which one is related to the other yes that's because there is a
1: lot of thought by historians that pan may have started out as an aspect of hermes and then the sort of cult to pan grew enough to then basically the idea is that we think oh. what probably happened was some gods may have started out as an epithet or a face of another a god, f- version, and yeah. it became Very everyone's favorite, and then became so developed that the connection sort of became severed and they became their own individual entity, and that yeah. could also happen in reverse. And so if they were always associated together, they're always housed but in the yeah, same temple, together. they end up yeah. getting kind of melded, right? So that the idea is, is that Pan probably... May have started out as an
2: aspect of Hermes, but that
0: totally makes yeah. sense to me. Like innately, like it it's
2: separate in the wild. And yeah,
0: like- and they just give me sort of like there's like a little playfulness or something to both of them. There just seems like there's the pan
2: pipes. There's like a little
0: bit of like an impishness in their own way to each of them. Like I definitely like character development wise. That totally makes sense to me. As soon as you were like, I associated them with each other for some reason. I was like, Oh yeah, me too. I don't know. They just seem like they'd hang out. Yeah. There seems like there's a whole, there seems like there's a thing. They hang out a lot. Yeah. And
1: Dionysus are usually together
0: yeah mm. of course I kind of feel like I really
1: want more stories where it's like Pan, Dionysus, and Hermes like out oh on the town god. that's the crew like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking <laughs> <Yes>. shit up <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know what I, mean? I like want to go out with them <laughs> yeah but I also yeah. kind of love that they're like a core three and then like Priapus is their like literal dickhead friend who they hate when <laughs> yeah. he comes along it's just <laughs> yeah. like they hear like a dick tagging yeah. against shit and they're like oh yeah. here he oh, is here he is yeah hey. I mean hey yeah. welcome you know they're like, like but who but in- then when everyone's
2: drunk it's like okay, perhaps do the thing again. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: Otis, hello, lover. <laughs> I want to kiss this dog so badly, all over its face. I can't even I tell know. you. Oh, he's it's so, so pretty. Oh, he's he's really beautiful. <laughs>
0: Look
1: over what, here. what kind of Hi. dog is he? He's a
0: <gasps> hello, lover. Oh, you have headphones on. What am I doing? Yeah, he can't hear you at all. But <laughs> he's a pitbull basenji mix. Wow! But he's like mostly pit bull, but he's tiny, and his body type looks like a basenji. Like he has a little mm. curly tail, and like he, it's really weird. It's a very strange, oh. strange combo. But I love that. Yeah. Also,
1: among his lovers was counted the Oreads, just the oh, mountain just nymphs. All. Apparently, <laughs> just, just like all of them. All right? of them.
2: Oh. Wow weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we have Tanagra. Tanagra was a nymph who Ares and Hermes competed over. For her love, oh! In a boxing match,
2: yo! And
1: Hermes won.
2: Let's go, (laughs) Hermes! Yeah, let's go! Oh my! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Aries got (laughs) schwert!
1: Oh god! Aries can't win for his life. I
2: swear, he really can. It's so weird. I would love to picture Hermes like saying, like, okay, and then I'm going to throw a cross. And Aries being like, what? Bow! Like, right, right,
0: right,
1: right,
2: right. <laughs> like, really technical boxing and like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, feet moving. <laughs> just like,
1: <laughs> yeah. There was also something about Hermes that I feel like reminds me. I, I think I told you guys I've been like really into Star Trek mm-hmm. and, and also like just every other episode crying because it's like the most wholesome, <laughs> wonderful show ever. It has great politics and like, it's just really great and there's this whole thing of like lieutenant data and data is the guy who's like super pale and is the cyborg not the cyborg android sorry sorry data but he can like literally look at anything and immediately like understand like he just gets the information Mm -hmm. so like thousands of pages of text can fly in front of him and he just gets it and I'm like, bro, that's Hermes. That's Hermes yeah.
2: <laughs> down.
1: Like, I imagine like totally. Hermes like going like this, and a scroll pops up, and it's everything that humanity knows about boxing, and he's just like, <laughs> okay, here we go. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's <just laughs> like that Matrix moment where he's like, I know kung fu, right? right yeah, <laughs> funny, but like hilarious. I'm so, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we then go to Hermes' male lovers, which there are quite a few of. We have Amphion, the founder and king of Thebes. Chryses, oh. who is a Trojan priest of Apollo. Daphnis, who is a Sicilian shepherd said to have invented pastoral poetry, also beloved by Pan, who taught him the panpipes. It is said that he was unfaithful to a nymph who turned him into a stone, or he fell off of a cliff, or Hermes <laughs> made him into a constellation. Something happened to this guy. I don't know what it is. I'm wow. sorry. Nobody's sure. Yeah. No.
2: Hilarious.
1: Then we have Crokies an Arcadian youth beloved by Hermes who was accidentally killed in a game of discus, tale as old as time. So Hermes (laughs) transformed him into the crocus flower. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so there's this whole trope that we're going to talk about way more when we get to Apollo, but there's this whole trope in, like, ancient Greek myth where you have these beautiful young men that the gods are lovers with, like, and absolutely adore, and they fawn over them, and they always get killed tragically by some sort of accident, like, in the, in sort of, in their prime, and this was seen as, apparently, a lot of people have analyzed this as sort of allegorical for certain vegetation in ancient, in, like, Greece, that is these, like, really beautiful lush flowers and certain things that basically, like, explode in the spring, and then completely get destroyed by the like, the sunlight of the summer. Oh. And they're kind of killed in their prime. Wow. And that's where okay. several of these stories are the origins of flowers that fit this. Because you have the Hyacinth, Crocus, Snapdragon, I believe. There's a whole bunch of them where it's like these beautiful flowers that are like the first to shoot up in spring, and then they die once they have too much direct sunlight.
0: Yeah, wow. that's cool.
1: Yeah, so just sense. a heads up. Cool. yeah. Uh, Perseus. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently, he delivered a little more than magical armor yes, so. <laughs> to, uh, to
2: Perseus on his journey. He's like, Let me help you put this on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just
1: make sure it fits. Come here. <laughs> um, you guys know about the Geoscori, right? They're the divine twins, Castor and Pollux. Mm.
2: Uh, I know those names. Yeah,
1: Pollux. I know the names. Pollux and Hermes apparently had like a long-standing thing going on. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a couple... <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. There's a couple knockoffs. That's what I call them in my head. Because there's these like random names that get written. There's never any story about them. You can't find anything else about them. It's just their name <laughs> written one time. And their names <laughs> sometimes seem really similar to another much more important figure's name. So <laughs> we have Therses and Odrases.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm like,
1: cool. Mm. Okay. Well... <laughs> yeah. Uh, It's also worth noting here that Heracles, Eros, and Hermes were a traditional triad of gods presiding over homoerotic love, especially between men, and their statues were often featured together in a triad in the gymnasia, which is Hermes' sacred place, Uh, and was also a classic cruising and hookup spot for men. And still is, if you still play the cards right, I was right. gonna say, yeah. <laughs> um, he was often invoked in homoerotic love spells cast by all genders, as seen in the Greek magical papyri. However, usually only in his cathonic aspect.
0: Huh. So we what have the, more uh, of uh, like lesbian love is. spells, calling on <laughs> yeah you
1: know, the Furies and shit, make her love me, you know. Yeah. Goth-gays. Um So we're gonna talk about some of the children. One of my favorites, because I I just love that this is a thing. Angelia, or if you might want to call her Angelia. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Which is where we get the word angel from. She's the daemon of messages, (laughs) tidings, and proclamations.
0: Oh, wow. Because, like, literally. Angel
2: means messenger. An
0: angel, yeah. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Eleusis, who's the goddess of the Eleusinian mysteries. Oh, let's go. Hermaphroditus. Of course, we remember her Mm-hmm. Yes. Hermathena. <laughs> we all remember oh, Hermathena. Right. Thought, child. That thought <laughs> <Yes>. child. Thought <laughs> child. Oh, my God. It's so hard cause I'm like, did you just call that baby a thought? What is happening right now? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought child. If it's, if it's Hermes, it's possible. I'm just saying.
0: He had four businesses by the time he was one day old. So, A 100%. Could... And one of them was being investigated
1: by the FBI. Like, yeah, the happening. timeline does not connect. <laughs> and then we have the Oreads, who are the mountain nymphs. In some of the stories, the Oreads are his daughters. In other stories, they're his lovers. In some of the stories, they're half and half. I hope those don't oh, blend or bleed together. And then we have Palestra, who I really like. Palestra is the goddess of wrestling and daughter of Hermes uh, because Hermes is the god of athletes she's yeah. the goddess of wrestling
2: oh sick
1: an ancient greek wrestling and boxing schools which were always a part of a gymnasia sometimes they were separate but you literally couldn't have an ancient gymnasia without the part that was the palestra and was for boxing and for wrestling yeah. my favorite thing about her <laughs> she was said to have quote androgynous looks and boyish ways
0: <laughs> <laughs> ready for this
1: Quote, the figure of palestra if it be compared with a boy will be that of a girl but if it be taken for a girl it will seem to be a boy <laughs> for her hair is too short even to be twisted into a knot the eye might be that of either sex and the brow indicates disdain for both lovers and wrestlers for she claims <laughs> that she is able to resist both the one and the other and that not even in a wrestling bout could anyone touch her breasts so much does she excel in the art and the breasts themselves, as in a boy of tender years, show but slight signs of beginning fullness. She cares for nothing feminine, hence she does not even wish to have white arms, and apparently even disapproves of the dryads <laughs> because they stay in the shade to keep their skin fair. Nay, as one who lives in the vales of Arcadia, she begs Helios <laughs> for color, yeah. and he brings it to her like a flower and reddens the girl with moderate heat.
2: Oh, sick.
0: I like that they're trying so hard to figure out her gender. They're like, but then the eyeballs are this, (laughs) but then those... But her
2: eyes could be of either sex. And you're like, wait, uh, Yeah, it's like, hold down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like her as like the the prototype for all the big, like, uh, thick, like, uh, athlete girls that are in video games now, like Zarya from Overwatch, just like like the big like yeah. Super, I mean, I think yeah, I
1: think there's a lot of potential there for like transmasque Kimbo, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. a well-built zembo, you know why not yeah. you know i i really really just adore that then we have pan of course god of shepherds hunters meadows forests, and mountain wilds he was depicted as a man with the horns hooves legs and tail of a goat a thick beard snub <laughs> nose and pointed ears and he's most often seen with dionysus running amok we then have the Pannies or pawnees uh, which is a trio of goat-legged daimonis of the mountain wilds. They presided over hunting, herding, and grazing, respectively. There's Agrius of the hunt, Nomius of the pastures, and Forbus of Grazing, who's also called the Frightener, which was, I guess, the daimon of like when animals are placidly grazing and then get spooked and move. Ah. The most common interpretation is that these were three aspects, three epithets of Pan. However, they are also seemingly analogous to Eros and the Erotes, in that they oh, may they also did kind of have individual worship. At least rustically, they did. Yeah. Then we have Priapus, who's usually the son of Dionysus and Aphrodite, but is sometimes the son of Hermes. The Satyroi, who were the three satyr messengers of the god Dionysus. Mm.
2: Dionysus oh. had
1: three attendant messengers who were satyrs named Pherecundos, Lykos, and Pronomos. And they were the sons of Hermes that he like I guess sent to go work for their uncle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's also important to note here that Hermes was most likely the head of social services in ancient Greece, uh, which we've talked about before, which is run by like she by, goats like, and she bears and yeah. she wolves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since he was the one to rescue and then foster the following infants: Arcas, child of Callisto; Dionysus, Asclepius, the son of Apollo and god of medicine; Aristaeus the Diascori, the Divine Twins, Castor and Pollux, and Helen of Troy. Oh. Wow. In all those instances, he had to, like, fly by, snatch the infant, find a good place, a good home to, like, place it for foster care, like, (laughs) take care of it in the process. Yeah. He's wild.
2: He grew up in a cave, you know? Yeah, Yeah, he knows. He knows what's up.
1: Talking about Hermes and, like, all of the different things that he's in charge of, you can kind of break it down to several things. I mean, you've got basically his original thing is like shepherd god god of the flocks and all of that right you've got the god of the mind and messages um and you've got you know exchange and trade you've got the god of boundaries which he has always been remember the herm Stones? that's a thing yeah and also a chthonic god and to some extent a fertility god and at least this is like initial incarnations. early version so we'll go through those backwards. So Chth- uh, Chthonic Infertility God, as the psychopomp, Hermes would escort the newly dead to the underworld. It was sometimes said that he was given this role after retrieving Persephone from Hades in the dispute over her.
0: Mm. So
1: when she oh. initially was brought out and then, you know, there was the whole judgment where Zeus said, like, OK, you got to go back down there for this amount of time. Somebody had to go down there and get her. And yeah. they sent Hermes down. And the way it's told is like, they didn't know whether or not he was going to come back. He was like, I got this. Bye. Like, zzz, you know what I mean? Like, was gone. <laughs> and they came back with her. And they were like, well, you're going to be the one who uh, deals you're with the coming.
0: He's very becoming, good at this. Yeah, and <laughs> <having laughs> going.
2: Everyone else is scared to go down there. And they're like, Ooh. Yeah.
0: He's like, I'll be back in five minutes. It's fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was also invoked in offerings to ghosts
1: and in rites of necromancy. He...
2: Checks out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was also often described as the bringer of sleep and dreams, working alongside Hypnos and the Onoroi. The Onoroi, of course, are the Daimonis of dreams. Hypnos, god of sleep. Uh, However, it's thought that they may have originated as a single entity. Hermes was Mm. most specifically associated with prophetic dreams, which could, in ancient Greece, originate from the gods or from the dead. This makes sense as he was the god of sleep, the guide of the dead, and the herald of the gods, the agent of all divine messages as the mm. herald of the gods. Yeah. Then we have God of Boundaries. as a, He was a household god. His shrine was placed on the doorstep in order to protect the sanctity of the home and to ward off thieves. In the same role, he was the patron of guard dogs, those that watched over herds and those that watched over homes and shrines. Australian shepherds.
2: Oh. <laughs> he was
1: also a god of time as it related to the intersection of astronomy and astrology and how they mm-hmm. worked into the calendar year his grandfather was atlas who turned the heavenly constellations on their axis and then we have as the messenger god you know mercury is the god of language alongside nemesini they do right. it together because she's right. the titaness of memory It's said that either together they invented writing or she invented writing and then he invented language and then went a step yeah. further. And he's the one who initiated what's called the babelization,
0: hmm.
1: referencing the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's never a reason given.
0: Yeah.
1: It seems huh. like he was just bored made up one <laughs> language and was like, let's do a ton of these. Okay, you this guys speak fun. this. You yeah. guys speak this. You guys speak this. Oh, you can't talk to each other? Use your hands. You'll figure it out. you figure okay, it out. Okay, you guys speak this and like just gave the earth all of its languages for fun. And then was like figure it out <laughs> you also- know?
2: Also, hilarious, if he's like just speaking that one language but then moving. Mm. So like he hears it differently as he's like moving. He's like, "Oh, okay, well, when I was moving over, like in this area, this is what it sounded like. So you all do this. Um, oh,
1: great, the Doppler effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, like, yeah, definitely could see him like making a bunch of languages. so he's like, okay, now I get to learn all of these. <laughs> like, right. Like, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Hermes is the patron god of the eloquence, persuasion, and wit used by heralds, merchants, and diplomats. Mm. And he is also the god of the guile, deception, cunning, charm, and wiles used by tricksters, thieves, and con
2: artists.
1: (laughs) Uh, Patron of heralds, travelers, thieves, merchants, and orators. Uh, It's said that Zeus sent dreams to mortals, but Hermes delivered them. He wasn't just the messenger for Zeus and the gods. He was also like the post office. He had to deliver objects Mm. and even people on their behalf. Uh, he's the god of augury and the birds of omen. So only seers under his patronage could identify them against the average bird. As yeah. Heaven's Herald, he dealt with all divine communications. He's the god of rustic divination by pebbles, an art taught to him by Apollo that we talked about in the M4 episode in exchange for the music of the pipes that he invented. He gave his uh, this divinatory art to the shepherds and cattle herds of the highlands where it remained popular. And speaking of them, as a shepherd god, he's the god of animal husbandry. He represented the protection and the fertility of herds, as well as the wild animals and the thieves that threatened them. Remember, kind of like Ares, he has a lot in common with Ares. There's a young and an old depiction. He is sort of always on one side or another of extremes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's the inventor of tools and implements used by farmers, shepherds and herders and the rustic arts. Uh, like creating the lyre from a tortoise shell, which we talked about in the M4 um, episode. Shepherd pipes uh, and pastoral poetry and fables. Speaking of fables, <laughs> it said that Aesop was especially beloved, oh. beloved by Hermes, oh. <laughs> who he gifted the art of the fable.
0: Yeah, there you go
1: yeah so that's about it for hermes
0: he's pretty busy i gotta say it's kind of busy guy it's charming though like how much you can tell like especially compared to some of the other guys how much he fucking loves his jobs yeah he's like i am loving (laughs) like he's having a blast
1: yeah um so normally this is the point in which i'd be like let's do the roman side and sometimes we do the etruscan side we've got both of those and we've got one more. Because if you've ever really done any study on magic and the occult in the West, you're going to have one aching question that we haven't answered yeah. yet. And that is, who the fuck is Hermes Trismegistus?
2: Trismegistus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thrice greatest Hermes is a legendary yes. Hellenistic figure and a product of the long-standing syncretization of the Greek Hermes and the Egyptian Thoth, Toth, Tehuti, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name, Um, and (laughs) supposed author of the Hermetica. The Hermetica is a corpse of ancient and medieval texts attributed to Hermes Trismegistus and they they created the consistent philosophy and metaphysics of Hermeticism. The most ancient Hermetic writings dealt with conjuring and communicating with spirits, the animation of statues, astrology, and alchemy, and they basically built the bridge between the Greek and Babylonian systems of the arts and sciences. The very first documented instances of such texts have been dated to like circa 64 to 141 AD, so they're pretty old. So renowned was the figure of Hermes Trismegistus that later Christian writers held him in great regard, calling him the wisest pagan prophet and the herald of Christianity alongside Zoroaster and Plato.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Even the Christians did not demonize this figure. (laughs) They wouldn't dare, really. Hermes himself, as a god, Hermes, was long associated with magic. But under this title, he was not just the god of magic, he was the instructor and the revealer of the arts of magic to humanity. Yeah, Hermes Trismegistus and the works that were attributed to him form such a large part of the foundation for Western occultism and mysticism that their influence cannot be overstated, let alone denied. It is really important to tackle that if you're going to tackle Western occultism, magic, or mysticism at all, really. You know, for example, for our you know listeners who may be less familiar with this as an idea, it might be like, yeah, okay, I guess. Well, if you've ever gotten a hold of a pack of tarot cards, they're usually like the classic deck. That came around the turn of the last century, circa like 1910, is the Rider-Waite deck from Arthur Edward Waite, who created the deck, and Pamela Coleman Smith, who illustrated the deck. Both of whom were members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Yes. Like there's a whole thing that's been going on for 2,000 years here that's going to continue. You know, Hermeticism is something I know you're pretty steeped in. I love it. What's um... your What's your name?
2: <laughs> Sorry, Vance. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: so I know you're pretty steeped in it I, I did want to tell you one of the things that I learned along the way with this that I thought was really cool was you know the term like hermetically sealed Oh, comes from that it's from alchemy oh, and it's when oh. you would basically like fuse two containers so that they were airtight yeah and that seal was called the seal of Hermes Wow. Oh, that's sick! Isn't that just rad? I'm like, that's yes! That's so cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I think primarily hermeticism's like appeal to me is the yeah, it's like the the Hermes part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. the like the using the interlocking ways that people have understood anything to try and understand everything. Mm. Um, and uh, that's sick. Uh, it's like an infinite puzzle. Um and, and getting to like the more you learn the more you realize how big that puzzle is and it's just like an exciting thing mm-hmm. um and i think like the some of hermes is more like regal um kind of uh not attributes like just like some of the i think he he gains some stuff from being associated with Thoth Jahuti. Yeah. Um in the sense that like thoth Jehudi is like so great and like so old. Yeah. Um but also is the one who like creates language, like yeah. creates like uh, and is like the god of teachers, yeah. right? Is like the one who bestows upon us the knowledge to do all of the stuff that like the Egyptians were able to do. Well there's and a there's certain like... amount of gravitas and stability that I think he
1: inherits from that syncretization cuz like yeah. mm-hmm. Jehudi's job was you know a lot of things but one of his main kind of key roles not his main roles but key roles was he settled disputes among the gods yeah hermes caused them you know like hermes (laughs) might deliver your summons but like you know what i mean like that's about (laughs) it like he's really not necessarily going to be that and you have judy who has this like this dignity that we don't necessarily like divine wisdom yeah and like again it it seems to me again virgo gemini You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. really, like, you've got, like, Scholarly Tahuti who's, like, it is to yeah. my library. And then, like, blowing through and knocking shit over his fucking Hermes. He's like, hey, bro! And then, like, keeps going. You know what I mean? It's, wow. like, knocking. Yeah, yeah. I it, It's a thing. I'm like, yes, they're cut from the same cloth, undeniably. But good lord, could they go about it no differently than they do. It's so different. You yeah, know.
2: even their role at the death part is like Hermes is moving the souls to where they need to be, whereas like Thoth is there at the end, like to help with judgment. Yes, right. So it's like, uh, like their roles in the in like being, yeah, that's so. And like you know, we, you know, I think we talked about this in one of the concept episodes with the idea of education being like a continuous process of death. Yeah, because you're constantly dying to become a new version of yourself that understands more, um, and so like how that goes into like death as a transformation means that you're moving from one place to another, which makes it like travel Mm -hmm. and like all of that. Um, Which like, I think part of that definitely makes sense for Hermes, but
1: Hermes is definitely uh, like defined by his liminality. You mm -hmm. know, there's, there's too much movement necessarily sometimes for things to stick. I mean, there's (laughs) a reason that like you have the the classic, the the seven classical planets each have a sacred metal and the sacred Mm -hmm. metal for Mercury is, is mercury yeah. quicksilver which quicksilver. at room temperature is liquid like yeah. yeah of course that's going to be his obviously you know yeah. um which and, and of course you know he does have ties with medicine in the ancient world and so they thought that mercury was medicinal in the ancient world which is another mm. reason that that tie is there the the ties to the sacred metals are wild like you know mm. I, I told you guys I think last week about copper yeah and how, like, hand the mirrors. mirrors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's weird shit with that all the time. So, yeah, it's it's really so interesting. Cool. It's interesting. But, yeah, hermeticism totally being a thing, um, you know, it, it's something that people still deal with today um, mm. in terms of, like, hermetics being... There, there's a whole branch that sort of seeks to, like, look at it only as philosophy and not necessarily, like, metaphysics or magic or occultism. There's another mm-hmm. side that sort of seeks to reclaim that. There's there's all different branches. And, and you know, huge amounts of really famous figures throughout the past 2,000 years have been involved with Hermeticism. There's also the fact that, like, Hermeticism had some overlap and then some competition. Um, and, you know, with Gnosticism up to
2: a certain point. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a lot there. so. It's it's something to look into if you're ever interested in it. Um, yeah,
2: it's restored, just or not necessarily restored, but it's like kind of uh, coaxed a lot more like enthusiasm about learning things. Um,
1: yeah, and it's inspired a lot of people. It. I mean, Isaac Newton was inspired by hermetics. You know, yeah. uh, Boyle was inspired by hermetics. You know, there's there's so many different you know historical figures who you know the idea of as above so below is mm. essentially hermetic. The idea yeah. of pantheism even being a thing like god is all and all is god that you know like a dr bonner's label you can thank hermeticism for that <laughs> you know what i mean um, rosicrucianism came out of yeah. you know uh there's a whole branch of esoteric christianity outside of gnosticism that comes from hermeticism um so yeah i just kind of want to bring that up because again it's like you know the influence of this figure can still be felt today very yeah. much then we have terms now, I'm going to go into terms and in Mercury. I'll tell you right now, there's not going to be much to talk about because there's a lot of figures where I'm like, whoa, wait until we get to the Roman side because it's nothing like the Greek side. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Hermes made such a fucking impression on the Mediterranean and everywhere that he went that there's no denying yeah. at all that, like, where you find him under another name, it is him. Like, yeah. terms <laughs> is the classic uh, Etruscan equivalent. And although Terms, T-U-R-M-S, although Terms is, like, a entirely Etruscan name, the Greek influence is just undeniable. You see it in purview, yeah. personality, depiction. I will say that the Etruscans were, like, pretty... They were a lot more Egyptian in how death-focused they were, so, like, for them, his role as the psychopomp was way more of, like, the banner image mm. than him being, like, trade. But, like, he definitely still was a thing for them. Um, and then you have Mercury, and, I mean, for for the romans he pretty much wholesale got brought over as greek you know he yeah. he took on a little bit of a different role with them i mean he's the roman god of boundaries commerce communication travel travelers messages speech eloquence luck cunning trickery theft um you know and he still played the role as the psychopomp interestingly the name mercury actually is derived from the base word Merx, which was uh, m e r x which was the ancient roman oh. word uh, root word for like merchant merchandise um uh, yeah it was often depicted accompanied with a rooster uh because <laughs> the rooster is the herald of the new day
0: yeah that, um, that makes sense
1: yeah a ram or a goat symbolizing fertility and a tortoise referencing the invention of the lyre uh according to julius caesar mercury was the most widely revered god in the empire and was called the inventor of all the arts he was syncretized with the celtic lugus and the germanic wotan or odin among many other gods and this sort of is where a lot of his immense popularity in northern europe came from Mm. and his temple in ancient rome was located in the circus maximus between the aventine and palatine hills he was not one of the de indigentis which were like the the indigenous gods right? right the the truly roman gods that i've talked to you about in the past who like had a more Roman origin and weren't just imports, were allowed in a certain core part of the city. And outside of that area were where you would have foreign gods. And even though Mercury was one of the DE Consentis, which was essentially their version of the Olympians, the Prime 12, yeah. he was still outside that circle and was right. way far away from it. Um, so he was in the Circus Maximus uh, between the Aventine and Palatine Hills. Uh, His temple was built around 495 BC It was a major center of commerce And adjacent to a racetrack And was uh, placed between Directly between The plebeian and the patrician Centers of political power Which furthered his role as the god of Mediation, diplomacy, trade And communication That's
0: really cool And
1: so yeah I mean that's basically what I've got for you guys About Hermes what you think Love him (laughs)
0: Love him I think I it's one oh. of our
1: favorites so far. For sure. Yeah, I love
0: the way he sure. always is bringing two opposites together. Like everything is the theme of like two things opp- opposing things like being brought together and he's like the connection. He's like the link or the or the it's like, you know, the he's like the precipice. He's like how the two like the, what you step over like the He's the meeting place or, between yeah. them, but he yeah. also
1: that's where he lives. That's his shit. Yeah. And he likes that's to fuck around place. with that. Oh you know yeah, you but
0: you'd have to be when you if you're in control of the way things. Then when you go back and forth between worlds or between places or between people or things or elements, it's like you're gonna. There's gonna be some trickster in there. It like oh, it yeah. has to be. <laughs> it has to be. You can't just go back and forth between things and be the mediator without like you know having no. your own little opinion and playing some jokes. Of course, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, I think the thing about Hermes
1: is he has the potential to be truly awful. Like, really, genuinely, an evil force, and it's almost like he knows that, and he looked at it, and he's like, "How boring!" Like, yeah, Yeah. just evil, just just good, yeah, (laughs) couldn't be me, you know, like gotta be a weird mix, gotta keep the kids guessing, you know, like I
0: love that, I love that about him, and so and the idea that he lives outside of like morality, like that's not really a concept for him, is is adds to his character for sure, and I think like
2: the idea of a thief too outside of like you know petty thievery but like i think the idea of a thief uh is really interesting too like to be a patron of thieves for sure uh in the sense of like
1: uh well he's like his influences is 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 it cunningly done is it done well (laughs) are you a good salesman are you a good con artist then you've got his favor It doesn't matter which side of the transaction you're on. It doesn't matter which side of morality you're on. If you're good at your craft, regardless of if it's legal or moral, then,
2: you know, you've got a favor. And it's so different than, like, murder, right? Where it's, like, or even, like, breaking a vow. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, thievery is, like, it is, like, I don't know. My opinion of thievery is that it is a little bit more amoral yeah because like yes something is being taken from someone but someone else is gaining something. yeah yes whereas You're there is just like around
0: in a way yeah. right
2: value isn't just being removed when in it's this situation. when it's objects i agree and i think we both
1: agree yeah. on that it's you know you can't do that with people you can't do that with land no, of course not but... you know like right. don't do that but when it comes to like objects it's kind of like i think he constantly has everyone questioning like what is ownership and right. like, do you know, like, why <laughs> yeah. do I feel like
2: I have an inviable claim on this thing? You know, right. it's an exchange. Yeah. Like you said, it's an exchange, right? It's still yeah. an exchange. It's
1: still an exchange. And that's the right. whole point is that he's he's there for all exchanges. Um, his whole thing is, can you do it well? You know, yeah. I almost imagine somebody being like a really shitty thief and like, Hermes pulling them aside and be like, "Look, like you've you got to stop. I your... the game here. Yeah, Don't make. The... I hear you. I see you. I see you making all the offerings. I you can't work help on this. you. I can't make yeah. you this good my... at this. You know, this is
2: my team, and you're making us look bad. Yeah, you keep getting caught. Yeah. And that Have you thought
1: about to... becoming a priest? I heard they're hiring over at Apollo's <laughs> Temple. It's real chill. You know, there's a lady sitting on a tripod that mutters shit. You just make up what you think she's saying. You keep the bay leaves around. Have you thought about going over there? You know, like you seem good with your hands. Have you thought about a forge? You know, like
0: I'm I mean, just... I think it's like, I think it's anything with like people. You know, intellectual figures. It's like if you. I mean, look at lawyers. It's like if you argue it good. Like it doesn't really yeah. matter what the truth. The truth is doesn't anymore. matter. It's about it doesn't telling the story. Yeah, if I you're also making, like also if, if you're you making were... it work and no one knows, then it doesn't matter. It's like because yeah. what is reality? Then you're just talking about what is reality. Like sure, yeah. is there like a is there an actual truth with a lot of things? There is from one perspective, but from another perspective, if you're outside of morality in a way, or you're choosing to see it that way, like you know, it it is. I mean, that's. Not my belief system in terms of how I interact with people, but it is my belief system in terms of what actually is real in the universe. Mm. Um, and I think that that's yeah. like so that's classic. It's like it's well, like if, if you are super intellectual reality, about it, you're what? If
1: perception is reality, yeah, exactly. We just talked about how different your perception would be as the one who, tr- yeah. who traverses all of time and space. Right. You're not going to see it that way that there's like, <laughs> yeah, it's this one objective thing happened and this is how we should all feel about it. You're not going to agree with that. Yeah, You're not going to get that You might not at even all. care. Yeah. No. I also, my favorite thing about Hermes <laughs> is I kind of think about like along the bad thief line, like a bad snake oil salesman giving like a pitch. For and sure. it, yeah. like not for really sure. working. Like, bro, the person in the crowd at the back who's got like a big hat on and you can't see their eyes who's like, boo! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah! You know yeah. Hermes you know yeah. was flying by so a way. Get went, this guy out oh, of that here! <laughs> terrible! Get him out! You know, like. <laughs> oh he my does God. his own quality control for like.
2: Oh, Hermes does his own people. quality control. Yeah. Yeah. For, for he's the one that like shows up and tries to swindle like uh like a merchant out of their whole goods it's like mm, all right you you survive mm-hmm. but I, my merchant. I like
0: that unlike a lot of the go- other gods like most of them Unlike them he doesn't show up to do that to like I don't know be a dick. It's like he actually enjoys this. He enjoys people. Yeah. Like he like, yeah. wants to be in the thick of it. He's, he's like not this not is more fun. He's not here to beat
1: you with your mother's loom. He's no. that's not his idea of <laughs> a good time. Yeah, exactly. The rest of them, when
0: they interact with people it's usually for something so totally self-serving and for him he's like I love it. this is like an it's like a sport for him. This is like a game. Yeah. It's like he's yep. having fun interacting with people. That's why he likes people cuz he's like they're super entertaining. Like I could go to the party up on Olympus that's like really boring in my same fucking family members that I see all the goddamn time, or right, I can hang out with like the same way, these yeah. infinite like number of like weird little people who do crazy <laughs> shit. It's so much more interesting, and I can mess yeah, with I, them. And I, I can, do love that
1: he's like, who knows what they'll do? Let me introduce yeah. a whole shitload of variables yeah, just to so keep it stuff. really interesting. I
2: don't know, you really know? though, honestly, <laughs> truly, it, it, he can't it. have that much fun with
0: the with the rest of the gods necessarily. I mean, there's you know, there's not as many of them. They know him. They, it's different. It's different. When you go out in public, well, and he's so like he's so outside of all of it that you have
1: like in our end we talked about like baby Hermes, who oh not God. only invent the day he's born like six hours later invents fire, cr- it, d- performs <laughs> the first animal sacrifice. Decides there's going to be twelve Olympians when there's currently eleven, and then when it's asked about it, it says, "Yeah, it's me. Hello." Like, <laughs> "It's me, bitch." <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? Obviously, it's also. Me.
2: The, well, let's not skip over him turning the guy into stone after being like, "Hey, don't tell people I was here." Yeah. He's like, yeah. No, I got you. And it's like I don't believe you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he already doesn't trust people. He's like yeah, six yeah. hours old, and he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna he's like, go tell." Hey, test wait that a guy. minute.
2: I might be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm I'm swear I might be moving some cattle. No, but there will be no wool over my eyes. Okay, sir. I just.
1: Grab these cattle i already know what smell i know what bullshit smells like sir i'm coming back dressed as a full-grown adult and i'm gonna ask you this question yeah if you haven't
0: if you haven't listened to the m4 so yet, you should probably go back yeah and do that yes. right now yeah, please do. although you it's know what in that guy's great.
1: in that guy's
0: defense a baby just
1: went by with 50 cattle walking backwards and he's got like wood on their hooves for
0: shoes and he's he's like, like, I can definitely take this baby. Like, this baby he, is not going to well, know the shit. The baby calls out to no, him, probably wrong. like front of them, he was and wrong. It's like, "You didn't see anything, <laughs> you know?" Like, but, like, but he picked but the wrong baby to mess with. He picked the wrong baby <laughs> here's to mess with. my thing:
2: if, with the context of it being in Greece, where shit like this, like, there is so many stories of shit like this happening, so it's like, if I see a baby leading fifty glowing cattle right, walking somewhere wearing shoes, I'm just like i'm out yeah right I'm out of here i mean I'm that's go because,
0: because we have if it was knowledge. me and i was that guy i'd be like
1: is the phone ringing i gotta run inside like sorry sorry baby yeah whatever you say like i can't even imagine going against that at all like regardless of
0: what's going on bro. well you definitely know something has just happened to you you're like i'm being <laughs> no tested i'm being yeah. tested Why? there's like, like. There's a talking newborn who has but a, then again who bunch of who knows
1: it's a random, nondescript stranger who – this guy lives in the middle of nowhere, obviously. He's- and some guy just happens to show up five minutes later as, like, a random – and, you, you and, of course, he's got a ba- big baby? hat on. You can't see his eyes. Is asking, like, did a baby just come by here with some – And you're like, I think there's a little bit of bias maybe that he's like, well, okay, if one of them yeah, is a okay, god. Yeah, okay, there
0: was a baby. Yeah.
1: If one of them is a god and I don't want to get immolated, which one should I bet on? The seemingly reasonable adult that just showed up is maybe it. You know, like I don't know. I don't know that baby. The baby just stole the cattle, You know, like that I don't know seems that baby really, anything. Really, really shady. <laughs> that baby threatened me. It was like you know, did the, the knife across the throat gesture if I talked. Like I don't like that baby. That baby's wild.
2: Hilarious. From birth, just oh putting people in uncomfortable positions. <laughs> that's it.
0: Like that's
1: it. Gray areas, great, <laughs> moral areas. He's introducing them as soon as he shows up on the scene. That's it. Oh, my God. I, well, no, now
2: I'm involved. Just I, really randomly, the we talked about, uh, not pets, animals that are sacred to him, mm. uh, and hawks came up. Uh, one thing that I do know about that is uh, it's a specific type of hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that fishes in that area. Yep. So it's, like, one of the more intelligent species of hawks, which I think is hilarious that that's the one that gets uh, associated with him. 100%. Because I know know we keep talking about bird intelligence on this podcast.
1: That is is a long-running theme for us.
2: Why? Yes. But... One of the what ways why? that we. this has come up as, before. It's the owl Vin- thing.
0: I know.
1: It's Vincent and Zen- the owls. Tapes trying to allege that owls are not smart and we it's, have to defend their integrity and their, and their uh, dignity. Every fucking everyone time. Everyone get in the comments. <laughs>
2: everyone get in the comments. Check the tapes and give in the comments.
0: Go just back,
1: just, rewind.
2: <laughs> well well played lying in this episode about Hermes because yeah. I was a lie. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> on
0: theme. On theme. Um, yeah.
2: But as we know, Birdie. I lied and when I said your hair looked good.
0: Oh, oh shit!
2: Well, now we're just being mean. No, <laughs> not,
0: okay. I have
1: no morality, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, your hair looks great. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The way that bird intelligence, for the most part that we know of, as of recently, uh, is determined by like their ingenuity as the way they find ways to gather, like, gain food yeah. and adapt to like their surroundings. Um, and so I think about – and then taking that to a hawk and then thinking about Hermes. And it's, like, we think about birds that adapt to living in the city where they, like, learn to build nests in different places. They learn to get food from different places. Like, that's, like, way cooler than just, like, them adapting to an environment. Like, yeah. they're literally watching something go from, like, like, the context of, like, the wood. Like, I imagine, like, the hawk seeing – like people, dirt people living in the woods to the, these Acropolises yeah. and like how that affects the way that they move around and like gather food yeah. and like, like fishing becoming a thing, right. Yeah. Changes the way that fishing hog does. And so it's like uh, thinking of like a rather intelligent bird uh, watching all of that. Um, and then like us watching them um, and yeah. like what we learned from that. And like, and also why... don't
1: forget the role that they could then play in divination, the meanings yes. that yes. we would then assign them And be like, what does the appearance of that bird mean? And some of them are straightforward. A vulture. A vulture eats dead bodies. It eats. We okay, war is coming. You know, but like Oh, it's that really clever hawk that gets the fish out of the river. Yeah. I guess Hermes is coming you know. Like yeah. <laughs> right, but
2: then for us to think like oh I'm a more intelligent creature than that bird but that bird just figured out a tool like that's yeah. like inspiring for us to watch like oh even like the like you know what I mean Yeah. Well, there's and, so uh, many examples of ancient peoples creating their tools based on
1: watching animals oh, for yeah. operate yeah. and being like yeah. well their beak does this I could create some wood to do that
0: they were like right. literally you know, built for that so all you have to do is watch them and be like why do they them. have this pointy thing on their head that is like this is helping them so yeah. much shit I need to do that on a bigger scale, let me make a thing. One of the common because we're just traits. soft, we're that just like we soft skin bags. We're not, yeah, we are.
1: We're terrible <laughs> we're at living. Every we're time that I think stuff. about this, I'm like, I cannot believe. And, and just so everybody is clear, there was an absolute moment where we almost went extinct, we were down to like they think maybe 10,000 humans. Um, and it's oh, what, oh, wow. uh, I believe it's what catalyzed like what caused the emigration from Africa all over the world, mm-hmm. um, because like. Uh, climate conditions have gotten to the point where it was like, like it was we gotta go find some more places. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> the thing is, is that um, one of the things I think is like so, first of all, obviously, there's several other human species who did not make it um, yeah. that we know like had fire and tools yeah. and possibly and a religion didn't... and didn't yeah. make it. Um, yep. And so the fact Rip. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I said rip, rip yeah, rip. The pepperoni than it those. Said That's it. rip to
0: like our great great granddaddies,
1: <laughs> rip Neanderthals, man, rip, rip, yeah. rip yeah. Neanderthals, hey. yeah. But like the fact that you know, I always you know, people are like, oh, humans are you know, the apex predator, and I'm like, the apex predator, have you seen a half the animals in the human kingdom are born and they immediately can walk. Like, have
0: you seen Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, humans have you seen an I mean, infant? Only, like, like, immortal humans can't do anything when they're a no. baby. We're not starting businesses. No. <laughs> what? No.
1: So it's you so lay wild there. to think that. Like, what? So, but the thing that I think is so wild is, like, so much of how we got to where we are today and were able to survive anything was by observing and learning from animals and adapting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's foundational to all human peoples across the earth was watching animals and seeing what plants did they avoid. Of course. That's how that's, you knew what was poison. We're they, at least you know,
0: smart enough to know to do that. They're not us. avoiding like, that bush because that's just the know. juiciest,
1: most delicious berries in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> they're not
0: going near it
1: because you'll drop dead. Because you'll like, die, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally a thing. So it's wild, like... But then I then I get a little more in my head. And I'm like, well, what about the ones that aren't poisonous to them, but they're poisonous to us? Like foxglove will fucking yeah. paralyze you and kill you. I guess um, you had to find out and by trying. Deers, deers munch that shit for a salad. Yeah. They love that shit, it doesn't affect them at all. So, I'm like. Okay, some of it was observations. Some mistakes. Some of it were was me. trial and error. You know, yeah, <laughs> like so well, so Some of it.
2: I mean, even in that, though, right? Like watching the deer eat it, and then someone hunts that deer, and they start getting sick. You're like, oh, okay, maybe we should avoid like these that deer. That could be it. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Whatever they're eating, shit.
0: it might be bad. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. And which all of that process, yeah, totally checks out for like being like Hermes inspired. Yeah, like yeah. How do you start to teach, like, even in teaching,
1: well, right, not you have just to teaching. gradually move it's, up? It's it's both sides though. It's teaching and adaptation are both like poor yeah. yeah. Hermes shit. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. Yeah. The adaptation
0: yeah. part is really cool to me. That's one of the things I seem I like about him and his well, sort of whole thing. Something
1: that I love about him is that it's adaptation for almost like the satisfaction of curiosity and not Very adapt so. or die. You oh know, no like, no he's, which he is, wants
0: to adapt he's like let's do he, a new thing yeah.
1: yeah adapt or die is the essential truth of like existence you have to do you that. know <laughs> but like he has
0: fun with it you know he's like why not yeah. why he not he doesn't a even new need instrument? to adapt that much he's just having a good time
1: no he's bored. he's just bored <laughs> yeah
0: he's like fuck it man I'm immortal but like I got I'm
1: you know I gotta pass the day somehow I got born eight hours ago time to fucking do some more shit yeah it's been
0: fucking like what a boring day already I better do some more stuff it's like you've been doing (laughs) stuff non-stop since you came out of the womb this (laughs)
1: is a being who has not witnessed a sunset yet and has already got to be an Olympian (laughs) you know what I mean like holy
0: shit
1: I also like like, want there to be a fucking reality show like growing up Olympus you know like oh my god yeah
0: it would be so good so, so good. good. So good. Where they do the like oh. the confessional videos and they're like, yes. oh my god, oh my god, yes. Aphrodite right. is so annoying today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my but god. He
0: borrowed my dress and never. Hermes is back. the
2: camera person. Yeah. Like, Hermes yeah. the one behind the camera and also the producer just, like, that, making like, making like commentary. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he's always, like, reaching his hand questions. in with different things. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah he's like
2: moving the <laughs> moving like, stuff
0: around. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we're doing we're doing all these wild gestures at each other, but no one can see. Nobody. Like we're doing this this part with our hands. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Fill it in with your mind. You guys yeah, still don't know what Vincent your... Vincent looks like, but it keeps me up at night, and I promise you <laughs> it's the most horrifying shit I've ever seen. Oh my god. So
0: uh yeah. obviously
1: we could talk about Hermes all day, um, but we we do have to keep this at some point to like an editable affair so um
2: you keep talking about it after you listen to this just talk to yeah, someone you else should just, so, talking just to keep about. the that's conversation going Hermes. that's yeah Spirit exactly oh, just keep talking People forever. you do. yeah
1: yeah that's it
0: start <laughs> your own podcast that's it's it. like
2: you know losing the game. Like it just keeps happening. You, Do you can't know what
0: the perfect example of this is? So my husband Eli, when he <laughs> who you've all heard about now, remember when Eli <laughs> listened to the first episode of this podcast and I kept oh, texting yeah. to
1: because <laughs> yeah.
0: we were all seeing like how people liked it, like our close yeah. people, and I texted you. And it took us. I think three and a half hours to listen to the first episode because oh he had to co- he wanted to say something about everything and continuously paused it. Like was Yo. having so much fun, but he couldn't stop pausing it. And I eventually I was like, please, please just listen. Please Which just, is- just, is- just <laughs> listen. Just <laughs> listen so me after. Because just to, to know after. Eli,
1: I have to tell you right now, to know Eli is to love Eli. Eli is It is hard just not to love Eli. The He's most adorable, lovable. Like he is just the best. He's a goofball. And he is yeah, I mean he's he's like you. I mean, you gotta understand, guys. Like I don't think that you know this. Uh, viewers. Daphne and Eli are they look like a pair of supermodels who got into not on Zoom. Some sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, um, weird Russian carnival that and like <laughs> they they they've done some crime in the past to make their way. And like, you know, they've got a Bonnie and Clyde vibe but also like, you know, they'll welcome you over for a family dinner. They're great. I absolutely adore them. I'm very happy. I know them, but um, I will I, say, I feel I'm of my, coming. No, just one of my favorite things about, about Eli is that like, Eli is the kind of person who would do exactly what you just said. And I know me, cause I'm an Aries. I would be like, just be a fucking uh, co- like. Just join, do an interview. Come on, just like get on an episode. <laughs> he would shit his pants. He would hate the idea of coming on the show a hundred percent. Like I just, yeah. I love that he's so excited, but then also you'd be like, "All right,
0: come and do the thing," and he'd be like, "No, no, 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 I'm not. I'm good. I'm good." Like he's just, he's. That's he's, because the crazy thing about him is that he's not, and he's like this is like the most Gemini man of all time, but he. Is not, it's not that he's shy, it's that he feels no need to push his personality yeah. on people. No yeah. desire no. and no need. He has very strong opinions. He loves like talking, he loves shooting the shit. Yep. If it happens naturally, if you ask him to like participate in some way, he suddenly is like, uh, I don't it's feel the need because the way they're
1: lo- allergic to structure. You well, yeah, you can't set up an interview with a Gemini. No, but if, you if it happens, if you just, the just record shit them, 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 yeah, then it's great. You know, what oh, I mean? you can You'll record get him talking wanted.
0: all day, all mm-hmm. day. But then, if you were like, "Can you do this?" he'd be like, "Oh, th- I don't want to now." And I honestly, I'm already th- somewhere. <laughs> I'm already somewhere else doing something yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: honestly think that, like, and, and when, I, when I say this, I mean the good Geminis. The good Geminis are allergic to performative bullshit
0: yes absolutely the bad
1: gemini's make their entire career and life out of performative bullshit (laughs)
2: like
1: that's the dividing line for like the the good of the shitty gemini's (laughs) there's one of those for there's a line like that for each of the songs for everybody yeah of course um you know like an easy one for aries is like aggression is it Brought out in the face of injustice, or um, on behalf of the underdog, just, or is it just to bully people and get and, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, there's, there's very much. A, you're either this type or this type of Aries for sure. You know, mm-hmm. um,
0: but it's been so. wild. This episode has been wild for me. I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. We'll just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is extremely familiar. <laughs> yeah, actually,
1: this is one of the episodes where we can really get into astrology because we've. I mean, so far we've done. Who. We've done Jupiter, which is Zeus. We've mm-hmm. done uh, I'm trying to think. We've done Aries, which is Mars. Mars. Venu- uh, Venus, which is Venus. Yeah. That by the way, that internal external thing we talked about earlier um, does definitely apply with Venus, with Libra and Taurus. Because yeah, I both think of so too. them seek uh, harmony and yeah. equilibrium through pleasure and pleasure and things we like. Yeah, <laughs> and through relationships. Mm-hmm. But a Taurus does it almost entirely with themselves, yeah, or their home or their partner. Whereas yeah, Libra does it in the sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, they do it in 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 the sense of the connection of the whole. Yeah. Totally, and that's the whole thing. I mean, when you really look at it, like a Taurus is self-centered, and a uh, Libra is other-centered. Which means, we can't be
0: self-centered. We don't like thinking about ourselves that much, like, actually. That's, like, that's way the too thing. much. I don't well, want to live – I don't want to be in here. I want to be out there. It can go – way. <laughs> scary one can, in here. Um,
1: either one can become toxic because Taurus yeah. can become egomaniacs and, you know, asshole narcissists. And, um, you know, a Libra can become immensely codependent. Yeah. You just have to be careful of either one, you know? Um, Libra doesn't actually have – I mean, Libra's ruled by Venus, so we already did yours. Aries is ruled by – so – We've already yeah, done we all did, of ours. We've
0: done ours. Because yeah. we did
1: Zeus and Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, um, we've done all of them. And so that's you. And then Aries is me. Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have more coming up, though, because we still have Apollo, Sun, Artemis, Moon. Uh, we would have to do a whole thing on. Well, Saturn's going to 100% come up with Demeter. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. Demeter
1: is a is a very heavily linked with Saturn goddess. Right. Um, So that would be a thing, too. And
0: then we yeah, have... Then...
1: We already obviously did Neptune. We did Uranus. And we did Pluto. Oh,
0: we did Pluto. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. even the modern planets got done. Yeah. Um, and then there's other ones, too, that are, like, actually major asteroids or dwarf planets. Juno is a really important asteroid in astrology. And, of course, that's Hera. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then Ceres... A lot of people don't know this. I just like when I don't even, we don't even need to include this in the podcast, but it's something that like irks the shit out of me. And I always like, I feel like this is one of those like, one of those hills I'll die on. Like, if I'm in the room and this is said, I have to fucking get up and give like a fucking TED talk. Um, Pluto is a planet. People don't really ever do their research on this and it absolutely kills me. They came
0: back around to it. Pluto is a planet.
1: Mm -mm. No, I thought there was a little
0: while while they wanted to say it wasn't a planet, but
1: no, that never happened. That is completely just bullshit. What happened cool. was in 2006, the International Astronomical Union basically said, look, Pluto does not fit the definition of what we call all the other planets, which is that it has to be big enough that because of its gravitational force, when it's going along its orbit in that track, that it has cleared out all debris. Right. It's not big enough for that. It's big enough to have moons. It has two right, moons, but, but which it's are tiny. Yeah. Um." So, uh, also Mars's moons are Phobos and Deimos. Boop, 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 boop. Just keep fucking yeah, throwing this shit out there. Um, but, uh, so they were like, well, what? what is it then? Because it's not an asteroid. It's not a comet. It's not anything like that. So they introduced a new class called dwarf planets. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it is what 100% still a, still a planet. It's a new class. And not only did they institute this new class, and the prototype of it is, of course, Pluto, they added another one, which is called Ceres. And Ceres is the Roman for Demeter. Got it. Right. And Ceres is way bigger than Pluto and is in the giant asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Oh. So technically, we never lost a planet. We gained a planet and then fucked up the news story. And I'm like, you fucking assholes. <sighs> ruined everything. That to this day, fifteen years later, people still don't know the whole story.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't know that. I knew that that we were calling it a planet again, but I didn't really understand what the fuck happened with Pluto. That didn't even. That wasn't even a thing.
2: Yeah, the whole, we're that, calling it
0: a planet again wasn't yeah, even a thing because it was always a planet. But, the uh, but I. The initial ruling yeah. stands and has not changed. Yeah, right. I don't know, but I guess everyone just got wise to what you're there saying was, like no, years yeah, there was later. Like a, there
2: was, like, was like a four-year difference where everyone was like, oh, I guess we're calling it a dwarf planet now.
0: Right. But it took, a, for some reason, it took everyone, like, there years. There like, a delay, to... it's yeah. the same
1: exact thing as the 13th sign thing, which is, like, obviously, you don't know what sidereal and tropical astrology is, and you're just into clickbait, and you don't educate yourself. Yeah, because yeah, Because there's yeah. never been a 13th sign. Ophiuchus can suck my fucking ass. That's not a real <laughs> thing. Um, You know, it's just, it's absurd. So, you know, it's it's so annoying to me, the whole Pluto thing. Because also, Pluto is, like, really crucial as far yeah. as I'm concerned in terms of astrology. Astrology, um, yeah. Pluto really, helped, Pluto really helped refine the true nature of Saturn. Because Saturn was always the planet of death.
2: Right. And yeah. really
1: shouldn't have been. Really. Saturn's yeah. the planet of time and decay and entropy and boundaries and limitations and debts and fears and restrictions and the word no and right. and res- you know like um contraction it's very much the opposite of jupiter jupiter's expansion it's yes saturn it, it emphasized by its rings is boundaries and Controlled. no and limitations yeah. right um which again the sort of spectrum or the the thing between um its two signs is this time it's conformity And how do you stand in in with it? Because you have basically the ultimate conformist, who is Capricorn, yeah. who don't necessarily conform because they believe in the system. It's because they know how to game the system. Yeah. So they're the one that's like, oh, cool. You gave me the rules. Awesome. I'm going to annihilate everything in front of me and get to the top faster than anybody else.
2: Literally had this conversation earlier today. Yeah. I
1: mean, they'll eat everyone on the chain on the way up, become the CEO and make it the most successful company in the world. (laughs) and then outside of the skyscraper in manhattan on the street you have some crust punk who's like you know got fucking you know um a hope and a dream and is holding a cardboard sign that's talking about like the toxicity of that company how they're ruining the environment that's an aquarius like that's or more likely and i've always said this is this is this to me is the difference between an aquarius and a capricorn as ruled by saturn is an Aquarius is the innovative scientist who comes up with this like cure for cancer, but it turns out it's also like the key technology and a weapon of mass destruction. So they are like the forlorn scientist that's like, I never thought it could be used for this thing, and then yeah. the the, C, the scummy CEO of the company it's that's going to sell it to the government is the Capricorn. Yeah, like, that makes sense. every time. That's exactly how it goes, and so yeah, it's um, it makes I also sense think of Saturn. like, uh,
2: what's his name. Uh, i think it's ashoka where he has like those big it's like he's known for like making those giant in stone laws uh they're like these giant pillars stone pillars that the laws were carved into mm. and that makes me think of saturn like quite like just like the like literally ashoka from stone. what um he's like an ancient king real in, the, in, in our world like real okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. well you said ashoka and
1: i was like okay here we go it's another anime reference i don't know so i just oh, no. kind of assumed <laughs> um okay yeah yeah i i've always thought that was really cool that idea of like monolithic
2: law structures that yeah. is a thing yeah. that happens in
1: certain places
2: especially like as a history teacher and like kind of getting more in touch with my like cat moon and like the saturn as a planet mm. um like I used Well, because think... you
1: know, there's all the things that I said, but also he's the founder of civilizations. You know what I mean? Like, and and yeah. the fact that there can be a civilization is the merging of many things. But essentially, Saturn and Jupiter, you need to have both of those. Right. You know, yeah, you cool. have all the big ideas that Jupiter produces, but then you need the regulation and the regular and the regularity that you get out of Saturn. You know what I mean? They all they yeah. literally represent like checks and balances.
2: Yeah. Also, it was Ashoka, so I was yeah. The Rock Edicts is what they're called, but okay. Um, oh, yeah, I used cool. to kind of categorize like Sagittarius, like the Jupiter energy, is where the creativity for my like lessons, like to make them fun, comes from, and Saturn, the Capricorn, is what makes them actually structurally work, uh, so that they're not all over the place. But as I've like, well, the idea kind of in gotten... your head is Jupiter
1: the the pad you're writing it down on and the fact that that exists and is readily available and was manufactured and all the things that it took to get there and that it has a set amount of pages and everything like the structure you can the container you can place your ideas in for them to grow is sad essentially right
2: and so like but as like of teaching history i think uh specifically with this Saturn is what helps me contextualize time in a way that uh, isn't um, like it. This is going to sound weird to say, but like I can feel the civilizations as I'm learning about them. Yeah. As a result of like, I think my interaction with like Saturn as being like a Capricorn.
1: But Saturn is the only one that could do that though. Cause if you think about it, they all have their toxic side. Right. Mm. So of course Saturn also represents like anxiety, fear, um, patriarchal oppression uh restriction of free speech like there's so many things that saturn could absolutely saturn is the planet of totalitarianism you know yeah. what i mean but jupiter is the planet of late-stage capitalism like <laughs> and and living yeah. like ahistorically and without context yeah. and not caring yeah. about what happens tomorrow like saturn is what introduces those ideas not jupiter and so each one of them has their their sort of moral good and their benefit and the thing that they contribute and you can't have longevity if you don't even know how you're measuring time. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so there's there's a very real need for both of them. And Saturn gets a bad rap. You know what I mean? Saturn definitely gets a bad yeah. rap, but I think that's also due to the fact that like we just don't want to be told no.
2: Yeah. Even if it'll save our life. We don't
1: want it. We don't don't tell me
2: I can't do it, you know? And that's the big thing is like thinking about restriction and thinking about boundary and one as keeping things in versus keeping or like keeping things out um in terms of just like i don't know that's been like my whole thing with like thinking about saturn recently um is like kind of not being as scared of it uh as i was because that fear kept me from trying to understand it mm. um, well i think there's
1: a difference between how we all initially start dealing with boundaries in our life which is usually yes for sure the wall of jericho right which is impenetrable and then when it falls you're fucked
0: You know, and so we
1: all, it takes a long time for us on a good day to learn how to have permeable boundaries where you can actually communicate, let people in, let people back out, you know, and not have it be an all or nothing situation. Yeah. And I think the initial urge of Jupiter is borderless. Yeah. (laughs) And in Saturn is build a prison around yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you have to find the kind of mediating line between them. You do. You know, it just is what it is. And Mercury yeah, is and a great it, teacher of that. Mercury is a fabulous teacher of that because honestly, wherever Saturn, e- wherever Jupiter needs inspiration, it's usually from the grassroots effort of someone small, and that's mm-hmm. Mercury inspiring like on the micro sense. And yeah. then you have the other side, which is wherever Saturn gets too restrictive, you have Mercury coming in and subverting it. That's my
2: three. Mm-hmm.
0: There it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um so that was fabulous. Uh, I'm, gonna, was I'm hopefully gonna be able to edit
2: this. Yeah, so we talked about so much <laughs> we stuff. We talked about there's, so
1: much there's
0: stuff. There's probably a couple chunks where we're just less exciting, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think I it,
2: if if we had got like it doesn't really have anything to do with Hermes other than just like April Fools and tricks. If we had like released on April Fool's, it would have been funny to like release this episode in like four different parts. <laughs> this is our annoying. new format. Each one is yeah. 27 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we re- we release eight of them. <laughs>
1: it would be like a Shane Dawson documentary. Yeah, it's like here's yeah. four of these.
2: Yeah. Episode 1.1, Are 1. you following 1. along? 1. Are you listening? <laughs> <and
0: 1>. Yeah. <laughs> you keeping
1: up with us. um So thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. I mean, I'm gonna do the best that I can to edit this just between us, but like. I feel like this was such a good conversation. It's a. It's lot It's a really like, fun
0: one too. It's a lot yeah. like the
1: Hestia episode where we suddenly got yeah. into like, whoa, like what is all this shit? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I'm gonna edit it the best I can, but see if there's what, a little see extra, what you come up with. I yeah. might keep I think it, it's okay. especially because our fucking Aries episode barely broke an hour, like it yeah. was quick Like it, it was great we got to the point we did what it we wanted good, to do it was good yeah yeah There was, was very direct there was not a lot of navel <laughs> not a lot gazing, of chatter you know yeah. <laughs> so alright cool well thanks everybody for mm-hmm. tuning in to another episode of When God Was Queer we absolutely love doing it and we love you for tuning in uh, if you want to get a hold of us you can shoot us an email to whengodwasqueer@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can get a hold of us on Instagram yeah, retweet and TikTok us. and us possibly hashtag. Twitter at whengodwasqueer. make when us a God hashtag so I can
2: interact. people yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, if if there's a hashtag when God was queer that we see start going all over the place, <laughs> then we'll definitely do what we got to do. I um, I am not a Twitter Simwa. person. I've tried. Neither am I. Yeah, mustache. It's Vince's territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the lawless <laughs> <on> Twitter. <laughs> Very mercurial. Very mercurial. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, so if you, uh, the, the other thing that you can do is you can uh, tell us what you think or <laughs> a joke or a dirty limerick in a voice note. Uh, go to anchor.fm slash queer and give us your best uh, Aphrodite impression. Uh, Aphrodite. Hi, everybody, it's me, it's Aphrodite. <laughs> you should reach out to us on social media. We just love to hear
0: from you, hey.
1: But <laughs> um, so other than that, it's time for our cacophony of queerness. Uh, everybody can scream along with us. You're either going to go Gemini and screech like a fucking Banshee and probably get bored and not even finish it, or
2: you're going to do a Virgo, very regimented, compartmentalized,
1: equally uh, even To the rhythm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, four by four beat. Here we go. Um, uh, so be gay. be gay. Be gay.
0: Do crime. Do crime.
1: The gods gods are always always watching. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there she blows.